Hi guys, uh, thanks for another another listening of another episode. Uh, hmm. You know, when I look at this movie, two thoughts come to my head when I saw the poster. Royalty and fish. Yes, uh, I'm going to be talking about the film The King's Daughter starring Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Kea Sco, uh, William Hurt, Pablo Schreiber, and yeah, this this particular film just like got me intrigued because the story premise is that uh, King Louis the Fourteenth uh, quest for immortality leads him to capture and steal. A mermaid's life force, a move that is further complicated by his illegitimate daughter's discovery of the creature. Which, uh, in truth, the film doesn't really um, show that it was his daughter to begin with. And even so, this is uh, based off the. This is definitely based off the novel. Do uh, forgive me. <laughs> Based off the uh, story novel that is portrayed into the the film, The Moon and the Sun. Now, here comes the weird part because I, I had to look up who was the mermaid. And to best describe it, uh, to to remind ourselves that we are in a generational movement on graph, uh, uh, computer graphics here. And the person who portrayed the uh, the mermaid in this is none other than the actress um, Bingbing Fan, and she is not only best known for uh, a recent film that's already also out, uh, the Three Five Five, but she's also uh, in Iron Man Three as well as uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Uh, portraying the character Blink in that film. And I would quietly amazed that yes, that is probably awesome. Also to go down the list of uh, talented actors, uh, Pablo Schreiber, who is actually the half-brother to Liv Schreiber. Uh, just to remind ourselves of his work, um, where I've known this actor from uh, was from uh, Law & Order SVU. And he was literally the villain uh, William Lewis uh, on on that on that uh, movie or that series, uh, which is like wow, you know. But even so, he has other roles besides that one, other than being the villain. And of course, he is uh, ironically. Uh, from Netflix, uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, he was known as George uh, Pornstash Men- Mendez, <laughs> as well as, uh, and this is actually going to be true because I'm actually staring at it as we speak. He's literally in the new Halo series for Paramount Plus, playing none other than the title character Master Chief. I, for one, am going to look forward to when that comes out and then have my discussion with that one. 
but I'm a bit surprised about the actual king's daughter, who should have just like you know rang bells for me. <laughs> but even so, I'm a bit surprised of finding this out myself. That uh, she is definitely um, she's actually been in several films that I should recognize. One of it was just the Maze Runner series as Teresa. Uh, the movie Crawl uh, with that alligator. And recently, last year, she was Claire Redfield for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Which that will be uh, another episode I might have to do soon. I honestly don't have to explain on who is pure Brosnan. Because I'll be even laughing if none of us actually know him. But, you know, honestly, can I not run down the list on him? Because that man is literally... Literally, his voice is that, you know, commie, if I have to say so. So, of course, uh, he was one of the James Bonds. Yeah. Uh, He uh, did some voice work as well. He did an episode of Simpsons for Treehouse of Horror, which actually was his actual dialogue in that. Uh, He was uh the first Sharon or uh, Mr. Bronner he's literally in a wheelchair uh for the lightning three when we noticed this so definitely uh, don't forget guys he was in that because I know that uh recently I've heard that someone greenlitted the uh the Olympian uh series with Percy Jackson on Disney Plus that I'm willing to watch uh, as well as uh, him being the narrator for uh, The Pig on the Hill. And kind of recently, I didn't notice this until the time, uh, Riverdance, the animated adventure, he voiced Grandpa and Patrick. Now, what makes me want to scream louder than the world is that uh, he's literally uh, not only this film that's made its uh, premiere this year but later down this year would be Black Adam as Dr. Fate Kent Nelson I mean having him in the role of that one uh, that's already top props because uh, I've read uh, comics that deals with Dr. Fate and I must say that's a wise choice that they made for him and of course uh, William Hurt uh, some of his roles were like iconic in many ways uh, one of which is, is one that kind of stuck to me more was the laws in space he placed the father in that film with Matt LeBron uh, being the uh, ship's uh, bodyguard in a way uh, Heather Graham and Mindy Sterling but yes uh, this particular film for uh the king's daughter is immensely you know i'm gonna be honest with it because the storyline in itself is like already crazy and i for one am surprised about how it was all working so i mean it is alone crazy and not to mention having julie andrews as the narrator that is wow uh <laughs> but even so uh the film 
literally just has the daughter just you know hiding away from the world because uh, she's in a convent and she was never summoned uh, to be the king's daughter until like almost third fourth in the film like just having that discovery that he had an illegitimate kid with another woman and gotta keep in mind that this film is literally like you know <laughs> this film literally kept going weirder and weirder you keep staring at it but I mean this is basically a you know if I would say Pirates of the Caribbean with Aquaman in a way and let me explain that one um, say that you're that you're an orphan alright and you're finding out your lineage is this big old legacy that somehow your other parent who gave birth to you never tells you and all of a sudden you're you're finding ways to like take up the responsibility knowing that something's calling to you and when it, when you finally answer the call it's now become a bigger challenge to challenge whoever's the opposing side is because they wanted to get it for themselves and not anything else and to describe that uh, it's like having basically two kids one soccer ball one wants to play with the other ball one wants to play the ball while the other one wants to play it as well it's like it's like a little game of soccer with one on one it's a lot but even so this particular film uh, I'm just like <laughs> it it is easy to kind of understand because of the historical piece it deals with um it deals uh, back in like 19 or 18 oh lord <laughs> yeah you know I didn't pass history that well if you, if you gotta understand it like uh, okay between the uh, 1600s 1700s right there you know and it's just basically having you know the guy who ruled France to trying to keep a hold of everything abroad, keep everything afloat, and it's like, oh, I ruled this, I ruled that, la 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 la, like, like royalty right there. Which back then it's understandable. I mean, there were there was like several classes of being a royal and then a peasant. So, yeah, uh, the way I see this film is that yeah, it's definitely like having having someone find a worthy or an extremely hard uh, item and then you find out that they like want to do something to it but if you do something to it it it's very terrible terrible it's like something that you literally don't need to try to you know get rid of because it's so precious and it could be the last thing you ever see ever again and there's other people who want to protect it and by sure enough that if you you know do something to it you will never see it ever again it's like literally losing a key for a particular lock 
which I think some of us will understand that, you know, if you lose a key to your house, that's a problem. Because you only get one copy. Anyways. <laughs> uh, do I suggest having this film viewed? At home. I would actually recommend watching The King's Daughter at home. And it's it's because, here's the thing. If you watch it in theater, you might miss something out. And then you'll have to relook at it again, just to get it. And... Uh, for this particular film, uh, I get it, but I'm going to have to watch it again to get it fully understanding. Because, I mean, yes, it's literally his quest of getting immortality from this mermaid. And by doing so, he sacrificed his child and just getting, like, whatever, whatever it is sacrificing his own soul. And towards... And, and towards you know that part he realized uh, that it's wrong it's becoming a moral moral sacrifice more more of a uh, sinful act if you will and then you know by the end of the film I mean we get this lovely the depiction of Atlantis being also like I don't want to say it like this but I'm going to say it as I see it it looks like a little mermaid while you're like it's like little mermaid with uh aquaman again another another reference because this is because this is as close to i'm gonna see as a uh, as a side character if you will uh again like this boost of um fame and it's just a mermaid you know it's they, ca- they just captured the mermaid because of her life essence. Anyways, I'm going to end today's episode uh, because this is like, wow. And again, I'm, I'm repeating this a couple mo- minutes ago that you have to rewatch it again and again just to get the point. And that in itself, it should be like, no, you know, because what I was told uh, as a filmmaker and hopefully it would it should have been just like almost plain sense a little bit that if you have an audience that keeps looking at your movie over and over again you probably do something a little odd a little different but at the same time you're not conveying a message uh to your audience that normally every director should remind themselves that this is literally like a plain simple go to the point movie instead of just like okay here you go watch this i mean even so uh i gotta understand one more thing that it could be also the decision that the directors made or at least the director because it's directed by sean patrick uh mcnamon or mcmary maryle McNamara and don't get me wrong this guy has a lot of directorial uh, things that I've seen Uh, two of them being and I mentioned this in a podcast uh, about this particular series um, Casper both uh, A Spirit Beginning and Wendy's uh, Meeting Wedding Wendy 
Um, he directed uh, a uh, Bratz, uh, Sweet Life, uh, the movie Soul Surfer, and it, even 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 if so, um, majority of the uh, the work that he did uh, is either uh, second last. Or a uh, direct to TV, which this is one of his film uh, directorial roles, if I have to say so. So hopefully, uh, this this is not too bad. But even so, this is like it's very interesting to see how his work was, you know. Anyways, uh, I do thank you for listening. Uh, you guys are a great audience. Uh, again, as I continue saying, more episodes on the way. Uh, hopefully, there's going to be more than what I've, <laughs> on what I just explained, because uh, this was uh, this was a lot to uh, process, and I I literally had to do what you guys would do, uh, relook at this over and over, and even so, I have to think like you guys. That if I'm looking at something, uh, I only want to see it just once, and then I can recognize it off the bat. Whereas this is like, uh huh, visually pleasing, storyline hard. You know. Well, anyways, I uh, want to thank you guys for listening once more, and until then, you guys have a good one. Take care. See ya. Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple, surprisingly, I think. I'm also on Spotify, as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on... Uh, www.anchor.fm slash edcast20 that is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20 yeah just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up Until then, thanks for listening.